AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Engineer Al. Thank you to everybody who submitted for the following track. Big up yourself, big up the fighting cock, and big up all you yids out there. Let's get to it. There are a thousand reasons to hate the scum, as well as a thousand of their players that make you feel sick. But to pick just one, you have to go back nearly a hundred years. When after the First World War, they became the only club ever to get into the top flight without kicking the ball. From sixth position in the second tier, they were elected to the old first division by foul means, and their ill-gotten gains, franchise mercenary luck, and rotten stench linger on to this day. Come on, you Spurs.
Dave. Hello, my name's Chris. Nicky B. I hate Arsenal because... <laughs> it's North London Derby week. Woo! North London's ours. Yay! If you uh, if you're a bit confused about what you just heard, the first four minutes of the pod were taken up by Alex or Engineer Al's um, remix of why Spurs fans hate Arsenal. Um, we, you know, over the last few weeks we've been requesting people sending their um, what is it like a recording? Yeah, audio one. clips. Yeah, yeah and Al's been kind of working on a little remix for that, and uh, that's what you heard. Uh, we're going to upload it as a separate um, download, so if you want to put it on your phone and stuff, you can. Uh, probably be on the front of, of the podcast next uh, website next week or something like that. How's everyone doing, gentlemen? I've had better days. Yeah, not too bad. Okay, I've felt better. <laughs> I feel I feel so low. I felt low after the game. I feel a bit better today than yesterday, but you know. Well, usually we can kind of take out, take some sort of. Well, I can anyway, take some sort of sort of positives out of every everything. But it was it was such a bad performance that um, I'm struggling to find any kind of positive. Well, the pitch looked nice. 
Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah. well, very nice. A groundsman, do a very good job. Good job, at Spurs. Sterling job. We've got Flonius Filth. Hey, again, I've said it again. Hey, <laughs> we've got James Moore returning. Hey, <laughs> how you doing, James? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. You uh, actually, before you do it, well, Barty. Hello. Everything all right? You're doing cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Flav. Good. Everything's good, thank you. Not hey. Did not. Hey. Hey. Uh, yes, yeah, James. You was in um, Brazil. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you somehow wrangled a. Uh, trip, uh, all expenses paid, or flights? Well, not, yeah, yeah. Flights paid trip to uh, Rio. Yeah. How was it? Yeah, it was uh, pretty amazing, really. You saw uh, Rio Ferdinand walking down the street. I did see Rio Ferdinand walking down what I assume must be called Copacabana High Street. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't think of Nick, and then he ignored us and we shouted at him. What, what did you go? Rio! Rio! Rio in Rio! <laughs> <laughs> and he was wearing like his little diddy little short, like denim cut off shorts. Oh, and, yeah. It's like Tobias Funk career, those shorts, is, isn't yeah. he? Well, maybe he is a never knew. Maybe that's. Yeah, it's okay. you never know. We'd have to ask him that. Rio in Rio. <laughs> But an amazing experience. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. How did you get over there? Was it part of 442? I'm glad you mentioned this. Uh, we were, t- me and one of my colleagues were flown out by the good people at McCoy's Crisp. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> McCoy's. <laughs> All other crisps will give you cancer. <laughs> Steak uh, flavour's awesome. Yeah, I, I always cut my roof of my mouth. I always get a really sore roof of my mouth, so I've not, I don't really eat McCoy's, but I'm sure that will happen with other crisps as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Probably eat something with your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Do probably. you eat meat McCoy's? Yeah, I, have, I sometimes eat um, meat. No, uh, I, I sometimes eat meat-flavoured products. Oh. A lot of people kind of... Because I'm a vegetarian, a lot of people dick me out for that. First, they get you for the leather, leather shoes. I don't wear leather shoes, but they would if they could. Another thing is eating... Products that taste like meat but aren't meat, and somehow I'm not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to enjoy even the taste of meat if you've made an ethical decision to become a vegetarian. So, what about Hope Solo? Would she count? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So, (laughs) if anyone doesn't know who Hope Solo is, it's a great name. She's, yeah. a, she's the goalkeeper for USA. Yeah, Google Image Search, I think, is the one. She's that. a very, very beautiful lady uh, until she's naked. Uh, and uh, as you described, uh, her bits look like a chopped up Alsatian. Alsatian, yeah. <laughs> That's what Have I you said. ever seen a chopped up Alsatian before? Well, I did today. With <laughs> <laughs> Hope Solo, which had uh, legs akimbo. Um, Don't show us. <laughs> yeah, so it's a part of this, the fappening too, yeah. where someone's broken into the iCloud again and got loads of pictures of yeah. Rihanna and Hope Solo. Yeah, Leon that called her Mowgli. That kind of amused me. Mm-hmm. And someone else gave her a 6 out of 10. But harsh. She had a very un- unflattering shot from down below. Yeah. Between, as you say, it's the least attractive vagina I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it looked like... I mean, they're in the 70s, they picture chop up. Yeah. Like a chopped-off football pitch. Looks a bit like... <laughs> Let's move on, I'm being a bastard. Let's move on. Like a Sunday league football pitch. Like me, Marsh. Are you saying you couldn't play on that? <laughs> Do you know what? No. <laughs> Long studs. I'd fall in, I think. Yeah, uh, grim. Uh, how did we get onto this? By <laughs> <laughs> you eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm now going to go on to ask people to request that the Fighting Cock be nominated as the best football podcast <laughs> at the Football Bloggers Awards. So this week we've been promoting... Basically, we've never won an award on the Fighting Cock podcast. And never. it probably tells... You know, the fact that we've never won probably means we shouldn't. Um, but we really want to win, and I think it goes down on votes. Basically, so we can go up to Manchester, just get fucked up and lose really uh, ungraciously. Because there's <laughs> no way we're going to win, because the... the um, 
competition is fierce. I think it's like Football Weekly and I say it's football no ramble football rambles. So it's not only we're we not <coughs> likely to win, we're not likely to get nominated either. So um, if you have got the time, look on our timeline. Uh, we'll tweet it again tomorrow uh, when you hear this podcast. Uh, you just have to click on the link and a, and a vote counts. It's like an automated. Well, you know, if everyone who downloads this podcast just does one vote, then who knows? You're well, getting this podcast for free, so you know. Good work, James. You know. yeah. You've got this kind of sponsorship thing down. <laughs> McCoy's Cantabrio. The first possible opportunity. Let's sell out. It makes it much easier later on. <coughs> okay, brilliant. Um, <clears throat> so we've got 1882 on Wednesday, which if you listen to this on the Tuesday, will be tomorrow night. The block's practically sold out. If you can hear a dog whimpering every now and then, that isn't a chopped up Alsatian. It's, it's not uh, solo. <laughs> it, it's my dog, Rose. I've been left to look after with her tonight, and she keeps making weird sounds like... She's been abused or something, so just ignore that whimpering if you hear it. Um, yeah, so eighteen eighty two at Forest uh, against Forest, block thirty five. It's practically sold out. Should be an amazing atmosphere. Although they haven't sold out their allocation, um, they they're going to be loud. This is a big day for them. I mean, they were a big club once, not anymore. It's yeah. the um, ten year anniversary of Cluffy's. Um, well, Cluffy, he's not, not like I'm a Forest fan, but of. Uh, Brian Clough's um, passing, I think they've given out green jumpers to all the Forest fans who are coming down to White Hart Lane. Oh, so they're definitely going to be up for it. <clears throat> I, I mean, uh, I've, I've got no love for Forest at all, but um, the idea that, I mean, I think we should celebrate him because he, he would have been, he was against everything that was wrong with football. He would have been, he would have, I think he would be turning his grave with the state of football now and, and the amount of money that's in the game. So, if there is a, some sort of applause for him, I think it's something that 1882 should at least replicate. If they start chanting his name, we shouldn't necessarily boo. I think an, an applause in partnership with the only, Forest fans. Only once we're falling up, because we're in crisis, so, you know, any sentiment goes to one side. What did you say if we go a goal down, we should start singing Let's Pretend They Didn't Score? Yeah, that's Barney's <laughs> creation. Oh, it's yours, Barney, yeah, sorry. It's OK. <laughs> but um, I think Cluffy also stands for something that we will never see again, a manager taking a really small team without too much money. I know eventually they broke the £1 million mark with Trevor Francis, but they took a team which was not established and he won the European Cup with them won the first division did the same with Derby before Forest I'm pretty sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They, did, they did win the league yeah good for them yeah didn't win the FA Cup though did he bollocks never did what we denied yeah. him <laughs> um, no no seriously if there is some sort of uh, uh, what would you call it kind of show of appreciation from the yeah. Forest fans I think um, it would be a, a decent classy thing for us to at least mm. applause that show. Um, Rose, shut the fuck up. Shush. <laughs> Shush. No, I left back. That's his dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just do it. Let's go on <clears throat> to West Brom. I, I kind of, we, we was in the pub watching it yesterday, weren't we, too? We right? were, yeah. And I said to you, how are we going to... Well, we can't spend 20 minutes picking apart that performance because it would be the most depressing listen anyone could go through. It's but true. I don't think we have any choice because there was literally not a single positive to come from the game. No, the grass is green. That's the, gr- all. the grass is green. <laughs> That's all I've got. But now, to be fair, um, I think Kapu did well. But the fact that Kapu and Lloris were our better players is a sign of how pony we were. Kapu did well within within reason. I, I think anything that falls within a metre of him, he's he's quite capable in handling. But anything, any time someone runs past him or the ball is out of his reach, I, it, it just worries me. He's not he's not dynamic. He's not <laughs> doesn't move enough. Doesn't do enough with the ball. 
So the only positive we have, you've just ripped apart. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to be positive. He's just I, I thought I thought Rose was quite direct and he ran he, forward. He ran forward. <laughs> he did his. He tried to give us some width, and we'll come, you, as the time goes on, you kind of realise that Dyer will probably he is a centre back. He's oh, a yeah. very talented yeah. footballer, and he's very good on the ball. But he's not a right back, and in this kind of formation, you need two. You need two fullbacks stretching the pitch. Norton must be brewing. Because well. he's sitting there thinking, that's my position. I play there, like that's my specialist position, and I've got like a centre back playing there. Well, last I think a couple of years ago, we had Vertonghen in that left back. I think we played QPR, and at half time we were getting one of them moving to left back, and it was a revelation. Probably the same with Dial against um, West Ham. They're moving to right back, and it's a good game, and he's just been stuck there now. But that, that's because AVB started the game with Bale at left back, didn't he? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. What do you think, James? Well, like Barney was saying, really, it was a pretty pretty poor performance and there weren't too many positives. I did think Kapu played well, but then Ballet alongside him was absolutely abysmal. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. And, and the, it's just apt that how, you know, we were singing his praises and he was such a good player against Sunderland and then he just reversed the type. Yeah. It's just not, it was just terrible. Uh, he wasn't the worst player. Torices was... <laughs> I can't even. I can't even articulate. I can't put it into words. He makes you sick. I, it was I haven't so bad. seen a ball bounce over a centre back's head that often since like primary school or secondary school. <laughs> yeah. Constantly, he just lets the ball bounce, he and was, then he's all over the place. His control, his touch. He was, he was a bit like that. Have you seen that that uh, that video or Vine of the the blind kid that tries to play <laughs> American football? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's won a competition to play for Tottenham. Is that yeah? Um, and I do like him. I do think he's a good player, but uh, he was just as terrible, absolutely terrible. He kind of has that similar quality to you know. This is thing that a lot of people have been saying about Lamella that he never shies away from it. He's always shining for the ball. He's always trying things. Kerikes mm. has that, but you don't really want that in a centre back. <laughs> <laughs> he's wanting to do the simple thing and not try and take. Yeah, Lamella's got a ball. He's going. I'm showing. I'm showing. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. He should. He needs to kind of sort his defensive game out. I think the, one of the bigger problems. I think I was looking at how we could blame Pochettino for that result because when it's difficult for a manager when every player more or less just doesn't perform I mean you looked at the Sunderland game and the passing was direct it was quick it was accurate and there was just none of that in this instance and then I looked at I was looking at how we were pressing and often you need to press with three players especially if you're thinking about um, closing down and, 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 and making sure that, that the opposition doesn't have space to move into and Lamella was uh, there was there was an instance where um I think it was Chadley and Dyer were pressing, and Lamella stood still, which created an entire gap. And this idea of pressing as a unit just didn't take place at all. And it meant that whatever system that Pochettino put in place for this wasn't working, unless he was just standing off, because our pressing game was terrible. Everything we kind of been taught to believe about Pochettino, the pressing, the, the moving the football quickly and quick and forward, just didn't happen today. We would, I've never seen Spurs so indirect ever. Ericsson, Lamella, Chadley, their first instinct when they got the ball was to go backwards, either cutting inside or passing the ball back. There was nobody until um, until Lennon came on that actually wanted to go forward. Well, I guess the way to defend against a high-person system is to sit deep, which is what they did, because normally you're trying to get in behind players and, and behind defences, but yesterday, because they sat so deep, we couldn't get behind them. That's where we kind of struggled. It was frustrating, because although they did sit deep, they had more chances on goal. We had, more... had one shot on goal, one yeah. shot on target. And they did sit, there was like eight men 
behind the ball and they broke they didn't break in numbers they broke in twos and packs of twos and threes and thought well if we get an opportunity and we score that's all we need if we defend well and they defended brilliantly I mean we didn't their shape and uh, the positional awareness of their defence just meant that every ball we tried to put through just didn't didn't come off well we made um, Berrino look like buddy Sanieto for fuck's sake it was just so annoying he kept getting behind them time and time again I thought with the offside goal that would have been a kick up the arse we needed and then just got worse it wasn't yeah. we were lucky not to even concede a penalty in the first half yeah I did by yours humble what the fuck was that Spast- my dad wasn't pleased no he wasn't I remember that he wasn't pleased at all last week he was uh, he, he was slagging off um, Kane for the own goal which I thought was harsh there's not much he could have done no, about it was it. harsh it was harsh but this one I was like dad is a human being People, they, you know, they sh- their body shape goes out. They need leverage, balance, and their arms sometimes go up. It's instinct. Nah, <laughs> nah, he's an idiot. I actually thought Adebayo was one of our biggest problems. You were talking about the pressing and the need yeah. to kind of defend from the front. And usually, he's actually quite underrated in that sense. And that he'll always be kind of parrying the player on the ball and yeah. our attacking bird. But in this game, it kind of seemed like he wasn't. I don't want to say he wasn't interested, but it seemed like there wasn't quite the same hunger there and he was kind of not as involved in all of those things. And even when he got the ball, it kind of seemed like he was kind of traipsing around a little bit and not really that into it. Yeah. And there were a couple of times where you could kind of see that it was making it quite easy for them to knock the ball around at the back. I mean, I, I completely agree. I thought Adebayor was, I thought it was horrendous. He didn't, as a lone striker, you're meant to get involved in the game, pick it up and then pass it on, try and draw the midfield towards you. But um, I was reading Windy's blog today, and I think Adebayor made, what, six six successful passes? Something ridiculous like that? Yeah, for a man that played 90 minutes? Yeah, but there's there's uh, there's millions of reasons why that could be. Well, yeah. uh, let's just talk about one reason, and there was no supply. But well, the, the, the ball was near him on occasions, but he just he didn't go looking for it. He, he just didn't seem... I know James didn't want to say it, but he just didn't seem interested, and... I thought it was kind of like run throughout the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to say that. It was too controversial. It was like it was like the ball was being um, passed to a Lego brick at times. The way the ball was bouncing off him, it was just he did show them the ability of um, a stickle brick. I, I, I thought Soldado didn't do much when he came on, but I, for the for the moment, I'd reckon we should push forward. With he dropped off that a little bit more, didn't he? And kind of looked to exchange passes with the midfield players. That was, that was the difference with Soldado. He had a shot as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd say, you didn't really mention it last week, but I thought Adebayo in the, like, the, the, like the two or three minutes before he went off against Sunderland. Mm. Did anyone else think he basically looked like he wasn't at all? But he was basically yep. just walking around. Yeah. I mean, you know, he might have been absolutely knackered, but. To me, it looked like he was just in a bit of a sulk because he knew he was about to come off. But even he was like walking around, and he got the ball in the box like three times in mm-hmm. that two minutes, and just like kind of like. Even on Sunday, there was two opportunities where Ericsson put him through, and he just was on his heels. He just, yeah. he's, he, I'm an Adebayor fan. Last season, I, I praised him, and I thought, I honestly thought we should start with him, but he's just not, he's just not doing what we need him to be doing at the moment. I'm not sure how valid your points are, Lombardi. <laughs> Just generally. Oh, okay. Is this the, the Mark? What is Mark Surridge? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's sitting a really long question. I'm not going to ring it. Read, oh, it, read I'll it. Read it. You want to read it all out? Yeah, I'll read. It. All right, go on then. Read it. A couple of weeks ago on the pod, Bardi mentioned that he feels there was a player in Paulinho, and he would be good if he can just run. <laughs> However, in today's game, when he came on, all I see him do. What the fuck? He's written the same thing twice. When he came yeah. on, all I see him do was run. But the time he needed to run. 
followed his man in the corner. He didn't, and Morrison scored. Bullshit. He has again had a shit game in his Spurs shirt, and his days must be numbered. What are your thoughts regarding Paulina's performance today, and how much do you pay to get him out of our club? Barley's comments would be of particular interest. Mark Surridge on Facebook. Paulinho was dog shit, but he wasn't the only one that was dog shit. And no my, one said he was the only one. Is that answering the question? <laughs> my, my, my point about Paulinho was that he at least is a bit direct. He will move forward. Ericsson, Chadley, Lamella, they do the same thing. They're just a different, they're the same player. But at least Paulinho will, will try and do his you're, shit. You're I'm, not, the, I'm not defending You're Paulinho. defending him for the sake of defending him. Just no, come I'm out not, and say you're I'm wrong. not windy. I won't defend just for the sake <laughs> of defending him. <laughs> I thought he was... I, I think he's terrible, but he has a role to play. It's a very instinctive football. If you give him... If he, if he just plays off the cuff, he can do stuff. But <laughs> but when he's when he's in a situation where he has to think about something, he's fucking diabolical. There was one point yesterday where he they mis- misplaced a pass by about 20 yards. And oh, he, he, fourth on. he put two into the West End, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but, like, it, what it, are that, you doing? One of them was... Do you remember who was watching that? And he went... And he did something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, whoa, go on. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Valigno. And then... <laughs> and this ball just goes into nowhere. And you go, ah, oh, there you are, mate. You gotta remember, Paulinho is um, he, he. But first of all, it wasn't his man at the corner. It was Lamella's man. Morrison was being marked by Lamella, mm. so Paulinho had nothing to do with this. But you gotta remember, Paulinho he's, he's a broken man. He had to experience the humiliation. He had to, the Maracanazo 2014. He's broken after Brazil in the World Cup. Charlie Adams stud marks are still on him. I know. I know. It sounds like I'm defending him again. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are <laughs> defending him. It doesn't sound like it. That's what you're doing. He can. I, he can bring. He can give us something. Just I be a man and say that he was wrong. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. We've all been wrong. Just because you backed Paulinho to be a flop since the start, I still. I. I you got. I defended him last th- season. Another thing to yeah. come true. Yeah, that was true. I've got. I've I got def- a habit of getting things right. I defended him last season. I thought he could do something, but I'm now. I'm at a point where he's awful. But like, he came onto the pitch with 15 minutes to go. Oh, behave. No, he's it, longer than that. Yeah? He's longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's on the yeah, well, You could have seen a jumbotron from where he was. I'm not, I've never said he's not shit. He's shit. But I think he can offer us something. Get him out of our club. <laughs> How much would you he's pay? He's a tumour. Would you pay? <laughs> <laughs> I'd sell my car to get him out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you should just apologise. I'm not what to, what to the to the listeners. Say sorry Paulinho. and sit down. <laughs> oh, okay, look, I'll, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you until now and next uh, next time you're on. Yeah. To 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 think about what you said. Okay. And, and take and stock. Take stock of it and think about whether or not you if the, the listeners deserve an apology because I think they do and I think you're doing them a disservice if you don't. <laughs> Go on, James. Uh, I had a theory about uh, about Frank Lampard when he played for England. Towards the end of his career, before the end of his kind of international career, that England actually technically weren't a good enough team to have a player like that because he's quite passive in a lot of the game mm-hmm. and he makes those kind of late runs into the box and scores those kind of scrappy, deflected goals. Like yesterday, box. as he did yesterday. Yeah, exactly. But England aren't good enough to kind of carry a player like that because yeah, exactly. the other players give the ball away so much. So, but not exactly. Like, now, before the side, people were saying he was the resilient Lampard. Now, what I'm saying to you is a crazy way. And I'm not saying he's not shit either, but he's been terrible. And I've still not forgotten that West Ham thing. Right. I've still not forgotten that, the wall thing. Yep. But what you're wall, In yeah. a better team... A player like that who's really passive and does. You're saying that we're not good enough for Palonio. No, 
That's what you're saying. <laughs> Talking about not good enough for him. <laughs> this is the editor of 442. He's the editor of 442. For the sake of this argument, he is. Yeah, when you come on here, you're the editor of 442, right? We're not good he, enough he for him. He's kind of like an arc. He isn't good enough for us now. That's the title of the podcast. He would be bad. Inverted. We're yeah. not good enough for Paulinho. Inverting the, the Just shit like pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Inverting the shit pyramid. <laughs> oh my god. I don't understand. I didn't I didn't think that this is where this was going to go. Where you'd find fifty percent of the podcast defending this bag I'm, of trash. I told you he's not good enough. But in, if we were better, he would be good enough. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. he's too good for us. No, I get I'm saying in a funny way, if we were better, we could afford to carry a player like that. I get your point. It's just because you think when Van der Vaart was in our team. Yep. Half the time he was fucking knackered and he couldn't do anything. Remember that game against Arsenal, the two-one when Walker scored. Yeah. When by the like the start of the second oh, half, yeah, Van der Vaart yeah. was absolutely knackered and he let. Yeah, on the Martin right. Might have been Riziki go. He played on the right. Yeah. He scored. Yeah. yeah, he played on the right. Yeah, but we could kind of afford to we could get away with that. Because he was, good, he was a good player. Modric, he was good at keeping the t- Yeah, I'm not saying he's... Paulinho isn't a good player. Van der Vaart was brilliant. Paulinho could be a good player. He could be. <sighs> Maybe in League Two. <laughs> Playing for Fleetwood, whoever division that is. And were. some kid in America could play American football blind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the facts of life suggest that these things don't happen. And um, I'm sorry, but if I never see him in a Spurs show again, it'll be too soon. Amen. You're going to see him on Wednesday. He's going to play Wednesday. He's going to play Wednesday, yeah. He'll probably score as well. And if he does, I'll get behind him. I'll get behind the lad. If he's in a Spurs show... If he makes us eat our words, then Spurs are the winners here. Exactly. So... No, I don't, I don't like being wrong. I'd, I'd rather him fail, immeasurably. Uh, OK, so the last point on... Um, the West Bromwich debacle would be that the fans were booing and obviously some massively uninspiring performance before we face the scum. Yeah. I mean, I've got to a point now where I realise booing is just a part of football and modern football and I don't really care anymore. I once said that people who boo deserve to have rice in, in their... <laughs> to be fed rice and I said that. Fed rice. Yeah, I said this a couple of seasons ago in a podcast. Rice in pudding. <laughs> no, you know what happened? Um, I saw a break in bed and I think there's a rice and cigarette and oh, that yeah, made me yeah. think of it. But now I think the game is so bad as to think, well, you know, you're not going to go on the pitch and smash a player that's you may as well just boo, in it? Yeah. I'd rather they didn't, but... Yeah, we said a lot of things in the first and second season that yeah. we probably regret. Oh, I definitely regret. I think maybe it was Spooky that said um, going to football is not like going to watch um, the theatre or going to watch a movie or something. But if you went to watch uh, a show in the theatre and the actors were that abysmal, that unable to follow their lines and do what, they, do what the director told them, you'd boo. And I, I'm not a booer, but I was, I was really tempted to boo because we weren't playing how we should have been playing. So why, why can't we? Um, why can't we tell them how bad they've, they've been playing? Yeah, I, we shouldn't I, be. A, we, there's a, comes a, there comes a point when you can't applaud just for the sake of. Applauding. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, I get that point, and that's that's valid. I just think that it does. There's nothing productive about doing that. The, but these aren't these aren't under eighteen. These aren't the youth team. They're not the under twenty ones. These are full grown men pay, being paid a lot of money. Human beings. Hu- human beings. They yeah. are affected by Flawed. it. Thirty six thousand. <laughs> look at people looking at them going. Boom! <laughs> You're fucking shit, cunt. They're only booing for the last ten. Seconds. Yeah, I know. Uh, I get what your point is, but I don't agree with you again. There's a big difference between booing at the end of the game and yeah. like booing kind of booing and moaning and grinding like in the first 20 minutes because they're not winning at home to someone who's sat voting them behind the ball. Yeah, because you can see, yeah, if they're on the pitch. Because you know what? I mean, everyone plays a bit of football. I mean, it, even in five a side, if your confidence is on top of the roof, is that an expression? 
I don't know. It is now. Made it up. It is now. That's what I do. A flavism. Yeah. <laughs> Shit loads of those. Um, no, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're feeling confident playing five or seven football, you can pretty much do anything. You shoot and it goes in, and, and then there's other times where you're playing terribly. And it, and that's just in five aside. Imagine that the, the the level and performance they have to produce and the pressure that they're under, and they're, they're still human beings and they're going to be affected by Boone. Yeah, but that's the thing. We were leaderless. I mean, it's it's odd that it's the first Premier League game after the announcement of our new captain, and we had all three of our captains on the pitch, and none of them seemed to really take the game on the scruff of the neck and say, you know what, sort this out. Mm. And that's frustrating. Um, it was a, such an uninspired performance. The Tongan. Why wouldn't you play him? Um, Resting for the League Cup. <laughs> Saving it for Forest. Good. It's all about the Cup now. Fuck the League. We're not going to get in the Champions League anyway. Fuck it off. That's a great let's point. Let's win on a Cup game. Let's just, let's just win all the Cups. Let's win them all. Let's do it. We're, we can win we three trouble. Cups this season. That's what people are forgetting. Cup <laughs> this is the positive. We're not a Cup team. <laughs> Fuck the League. We're not a Cup team. We need the League. We're never going to win it. We're not going to finish in the top four. Let's win some Cups. Yeah, win them all. Win them all. That's what we're going to hold on to. Don't worry about the League. We should have our youth team playing in the league. Save everyone for cup games. A smash Forest. Don't matter who we get next. Get bring on Arsenal. Exactly. Fucking Chelsea. What We're a cup team. team. That's what we are. That's I, good. I reckon Pochettino's probably been telling um, you know Vertonghen about you know the great players you know like Woodcock and Francis and you know Nigel Clough. It's, you know what? The cups for you, mate. The cups for you. Just yeah. it's, it's just such a romantic trophy. He probably showed him um, videos of when Chivers scored two against Villa back in '71. Yep. I'm on a bit of a tangent now, so you can... It's funny that he didn't look... <laughs> on, on the bench, he looked decidedly unhappy. So I'm not sure if that... that he never looks happy, though. I know, miserable. Just to end the kind of moody fan chat, Yeah. can I just give a shout-out to the guy who sits behind me who spent the last three years absolutely coating off Carl Walker and yesterday said, we really miss Carl Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate, thank you. You see, he admits he was wrong. No. Unlike no, someone, no, 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 no. Unlike someone in this room. He was wrong. Unlike someone in this himself. room. In three years, Flav will be going, Paulina's the greatest player we've ever I had. I will fucking not, because he won't even be playing professional football in three years. <laughs> He's stacking shelves. <laughs> is this guy, yeah, with Charlie Adam, is this guy, he always, he said I always rated him. That no, 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 he's always absolutely slated. But, but he won't whole... admit that he's wrong now. All I, I just overheard him say we're really missing Carl Walker, he's underrated. That's it. That's the problem with having a season ticket. You're no, surrounded yeah, by people you probably wouldn't want to sit or be near most of the time. Um, okay, uh, we're going to do the flag. There's been a bit of. Uh, let's just, just touch on it, and you know, because it's a bit of a, a, a dodgy subject, and none of us are sure what to say, even though we stuck it in the running order. But um, there's a big, a little bit of a hoo ha on Twitter today about the LGBT flag, which. Yeah, it's not just. It wasn't just yesterday. It's been on for the beginning of the season, so I'm not sure why. I've never seen it. Yeah, Newt, it was in a different place in the, uh, the Liverpool game. I first saw it, and it was kind of maybe it was um, more visible. Paxton kind of tucked away in the corner, yeah. like towards the shelf, right in the top. Okay. Yeah, so maybe it was more visible yesterday, which provoked the debate. Um, and obviously, there's this issue with political flags not being allowed in the stadium, and what deciding what flag is and isn't uh, political. I think the best example is that Cyprus flag that's yeah. been hanging in the Paxton for as long as I can remember. Probably at least five or six years. So that's obviously much I can remember past that. But yeah. do you know what I mean? But, um, they, yeah. So that's been they, they can't hang that now. Apparently. But what? So what happened? The Cypriot flag. Yeah, because of the oh. it offended some northern Cypriots and uh, Turkish people. So I, I don't. I, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure on the facts on this, and I don't want to say something that's going to upset people. So but I don't it, know. But the fact is, you can't. I don't even think you can take in a star of David at Spurs now. 
I think if you held up a flag with a, with a Star of David on it, that it would probably get taken off you. You can't bring in a flag that <coughs> is anti the club that you belong to. So the Pardew out flags at Newcastle and Hull last last week got confiscated pretty quickly. The Man City flag at, at Arsenal got confiscated, complaining about prices. So you can't make a comment that's, that, that that slates the products that you're paying for. But you can hang a flag that talks about your sexuality, which really has nothing to do with football, in my opinion. Although... But is, is the point of it not to kind of uh, bash the homophobia, I imagine, probably? Isn't it to kind of highlight the fact that we have gay fans and they shouldn't be concerned about being who they are? Yep. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a flag necessarily stops anything, but if there's any place where I mean I, I mean I can only imagine that that maybe gay people don't feel welcome inside a football ground, and maybe seeing the flag will make them feel a bit more yeah. welcomed and included in the general community of of the ground. So maybe so maybe from that point the flag does make a statement, but I'm a little bit of flag that it's a football game and. I'm, I'm just not. I'm, would you, not, I'm not sure. About would it. you say the same thing about um, comments about things that happen around the world as well? So people that were, were flying flags about um, Gaza. Yeah. That it's not a place for that. I'm, or, I'm, not, I'm not so sure, but I think I think the issue is um, is do you, do we see the um, the rainbow flag as the same as a New York supporters flag and a Scandinavian Spurs flag? Or is it a political flag? It depends if you depends on how you see it. If yeah. you just see it as another supporters group, then then why shouldn't it be there? Yeah, I, I, it, it shouldn't. I don't think it was worthy of the debate that came out. I think it, people are using it as an excuse to uh, to display their feelings towards gay people and what they by and large and the way they behave. By and large, people don't seem to care. No. From what I've, from what I've, people I've spoken to, from what I've seen, people just are like, well, look, if it's there, it's there. Yeah. If it's not, it's not. You know, we're there to support Spurs and... I saw it. Me and my mate, we looked at it and just... It's a flag. That's not what you text me. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete bullshit. Apologise about Palladio. <laughs> I saw it and I was just like, it's a flag. And then I just started watching the game. I, I, it, even now, I, I don't know... I don't know if it makes me a bad person, but I just don't give a fuck about what the flags, whatever flags hang around White Hart Lane. Is that is that a bad thing to say? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what <laughs> backlash we get. No, it's not. Look, it's, it's, it's fine to be indifferent. Um, most people are indifferent about everything that's going on around well, the world. Like, like Scotland Independence. Yeah, completely indifferent. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think we've got much more to add, really. It was just something that we thought we should recognise. And do you know what? If it makes more gay people feel like they are more comfortable coming to football matches, then that's a positive thing, not a negative thing. I don't think that one group should be allowed flags and another shouldn't, but I don't know, it's such a a difficult subject. I think the onus is on the club to make people who don't feel welcome, welcome at the ground. So, Mm. I mean, I'm not even going to refer to what Arthur had done with the um, adverts and the rainbow laces, but maybe we could do stuff more along... Those lines as players and as a club to show that they are welcome more than it being on the onus on the fans to bring a flag in to show you know what that we, you know, don't want to say take you in because they're not. It's just you know we're, we're all Spurs fans, but yeah. I think maybe the club should do more than. I think that's what it is actually. I think that's what uh, not people that, that that you're saying that this it wasn't just we're all Spurs fans. Yeah. It was actually in itself 
it segregates a, a group that's saying that well, yeah we're all Spurs fans but we're a particular type of Spurs fan and I think that's why we did criticism for 1882 so saying yeah we're all Spurs but yeah. we're a singers or we're, we're, we're people that feel passionately about it and I think some people feel they don't like people putting their head above the parapet and obviously what happens when put, people put their head above the parapet is it gets shot off or take, people take pot shots at it and that's what's been happening well I think the, the other problem with that is um, you get people in block 34 People in South Lower who who are tourists, and what I mean by this, not people who are not from England per se, people who want to witness the atmosphere but not contribute to it and just look around everyone else singing. Mm. Now, maybe if you had like-minded people in South or, in, or on the shelf as well, everyone would be singing more than everyone looking, at, looking for someone else to sing. Yeah. Mm. Okay. From the flat part of thing. That's it uh, from the first half of the Fighting Club podcast. Uh, we've now got Windy. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Ryan Fredericks played the full game for Middlesbrough. That was his debut and they won 4-0 against Brentford, for whom Alex Pritchard played 66 minutes. Kenny McAvoy played 71 minutes for Peterborough. They lost 1-0 to Yeovil. Jordan Archer played 90 minutes for Northampton Town in their 5-4 defeat to Accrington Stanley. Some of the Northampton fans on Twitter were criticising Archer for not being commanding enough and not coming off his line. Shaq Coulthurst played 65 minutes for Southend. They won 3-2 at York. Tom Carroll was an unused sub for Swansea and Thomas Lavgemelt was an unused sub for Bari. Lewis Holtby played 90 minutes for Hamburg. They drew 0-0 with Bayern Munich and he played as a number 10 this week. Although, looking at the stats, he didn't seem to have the most effective game, finishing with just 42% pass completion. Finally, Grant Ward played 63 minutes as Chicago Fire drew 3 all at home to DC United. The under-21s are playing tonight, that's Monday night, against Sunderland. Several under-18 players are due to step up, including midfielders Joe Pritchard, Luke Amos and Anthony Georgiou and centre-back Cameron Carter-Vickers. The under-18s drew one all at Leicester on Saturday, with John McDermott saying after the match, I loved our mentality and I like the fact that in quite a tough game we looked after ourselves very well, especially in the second half where we had a good response after conceding. Striker Shane Harrison got the equaliser in that game. His strike partner Ryan Loft was missing through injury. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. <laughs> Second half of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Windy. Well done, Windy. Legend. Well done, Windy. Done well. Good job. Did very well. Good blog today, too. Yeah. Good blog today. I've never read one of his blogs. Probably should start, given the fact he's been on the podcast for about, well, nearly three years. Been there as long as I have. When he starts writing for the front page of the Fighting Cock, we'll start reading it. Yeah. yeah. United Clans! United Clans! I've <laughs> been trying to get uh, Windy and uh, Spooky, Spooky to drop their blogs. And, uh, and, and all, 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 everything they've built up to come and write on the fighting cock. They just won't do it. I think we have to start a campaign to make people pressure them. Should yeah, we, yeah, pressure them. Maybe there should be like a referendum to see if everyone should <laughs> kind of come together. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, they can't e- be independent. Their egos won't let them, which is, you know, fair enough. It's all right. I quite like writing for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, body knows it's bloody bad. <laughs> the fine cock is sponsored by Calm. Twelve men a day commit suicide. It's thought because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm have a helpline open from five pm till midnight. The number is zero eight zero eight eight zero two 
5858. They also have a live web, web chat <coughs> program thing um, where you can go online and talk to someone from 6 till 9pm every day of the week. So, we've got Forest and the North London Derby. We start with the big one, I think. I remember when we started, when we had North London derbies in the second season, and it would be like a carnival atmosphere on yeah, the pod. Would, yeah. But that was when we had Bale and Van der Vaart and um, Modric. Ledley King. Ledley King. We still had Crouch out front, to be fair. Gomez. Gomez. That was, it was, it was probably as Friedel was keeping Gomez out outside then. Well, I remember when we beat um, we beat them at home that game, and Gomez made that wonder save from Van Persie. Oh yeah, the um, Rose, the Rose derby, the Rose game, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was amazing. That Van uh, Van Persie came on in the last fifteen minutes or ten yeah. minutes and made three wonder saves. But then Gomez was really shit in the fourth fourth draw, wasn't he? He was coming out for corners and was getting no nowhere near mm. anything. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> that was red. That was red in that second game. So. That's, that point that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Third. So it, uh, it, it's one. It's, it's always a game that I'm worried about naturally because obviously it means so much and you get so much stick if we if we lose. The only saving grace I have this week, given the fact that performance was so bad, la, uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday, is that it's my brother's wedding, and I'm not going to get to see it. And if you don't watch a football game and don't have to live through the the horror or the ecstasy it's never quite the same you kind of have this equilibrium or, or pl- you, you plateau knowing that the game is playing and you're just kind of you wait for it to end and check the score I I, do you know what if we get beat and I haven't seen it I'll be like that's alright if I if we win and I haven't seen it that would be awful sorry just a cut in before tea there I didn't watch either of the two five twos, and I only found out the results at the end so I've, n- I've not lived with like <laughs> the horror of those two games. What? How did it? How? How? Did, how was that in compared to the second what? time? Uh, the second time you basically just laugh because it's just fucking ridiculous to lose five two there tw- two seasons in a row. Yeah. Obviously the first time it was uh, obviously it was gutted the second time as well, but the first time it was just yeah terrible uh, and not quite as bad as having gone two 0 up and then yeah. Two. I-, I was there for for both of those five two <laughs> and um, yeah I'm, I'm, I was door scarred. Um, it's character building. Yeah, very much. Um, but I found out that Arsenal have not lost a home game in the Premier League in 20 games. Their last home defeat was against Aston Villa, the opening day of last season. But we're unbeaten away from home this season, so, you yeah, know, hey, swings and roundabouts, something's got to give. Or it could be a draw. Well, that, you know, I would, love, I would love a draw. I'd absolutely love a is draw. An ir- irresistible, is it irresistible force against it's an unstoppable the, object? An unstoppable, immovable. No, something, so, got, yeah, something along those lines. But your brother's getting married on when Spurs are playing. Yeah. Who decided that? Did he decide it? Or was his well, brother? it was or obviously planning two year, yeah, about a year or eighteen months in advance. So the, the fixtures weren't released. But I'm kind of I'm, I'm alright. It. it was only yeah. This ceremony is like early event because the games are half past five. We can't watch the game! Right? <laughs> right? We can't see the game. We've already had this argument over and over again. We're not going to be able to see it. There are going to be Arsenal fans there, so it's fine. All right? I'm fine. I'm not going to see it. Are you going to watch it this time? Uh, I'm going to kick my <laughs> I remember when um, during one of the World uh, France 98, Italy were playing, um, I think they were playing Cameroon or um, Austria, and it was the same day as my sister's confirmation, and my dad just didn't bother going to it. Mm. Because you can't, you can't give up your football to go to like um, a religious ceremony, surely. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Jesus. Um, my a friend of mine got married. Uh, big, big, massive Greek family. Um, they got married on the day that Greece won the European Championships, 
and they set up screens at the wedding. And you imagine a massive Greek wedding and then watching <laughs> Greece win the European Championships. All those plates getting smashed. <laughs> Unnecessarily racist, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can apologise for that? Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, he can say sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Spook. You know, he's, not, he's not Greek, he's Cypriot. And I don't think that tradition extends to Cyprus. Although I may be wrong. I'm sure I'll answer. Yeah, um, so um, they, they had an amazing time. So if that could happen... Then I'd be. Pr- I mean, if we do win, I'd be well pissed off at my brother. I'm saying, you know, what, how important is marriage anyway? I don't really believe in the sanctity of marriage, so you're a bit of a cunt if we if we do win. If we but, lose, it's all good. It's all but crazy. If Spurs win. It's, it sets a good precedent for their uh, for their marriage. That's true. You mean it won't fail? And who should yeah. name their first kid after the the winning goal scorer for the Spurs? Well, she she's not really interested in football, and she wanted the groom and best men or. The, yeah. the, the group of people follow the groomsmen, groomsmen, to wear white shirts with red ties, and he, he vetoed that. <laughs> Thank God, it wouldn't have happened. <clears throat> I just wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have happened. So I call you instead. Blue and white. Oh, fair play. Yeah, naturally. Uh, yeah. So about the game, though, how, how do you think? How, how do we nullify Arsenal? I mean, do we do we do what Bruce Dortmund did? <laughs> 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 and uh, smash them up. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Yeah, should we do that? Can you, uh, as a, as the editor of Four Four Two, can you not get a word to Pochettino and just say, uh, just do what Dortmund? Yeah, did. by calling. Yeah, yeah. Can we play that well? Really because they, they, that's how to play them, and it's almost how West Brom played Spurs. If you put all of Dortmund's amazing players in West Brom shirts, they would have destroyed us eight 0 So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, that, West, but Dortmund should have beaten them 8 0, but they didn't. Yeah, but they, they had less possession. They had they, they kind of sat back and used the, the pace of. I've just realised we've got no one as fast as Aubameyang up front. I mean, no, no one even if you had. There's no pace on that team. I think Adebayor is the quickest player, and he he doesn't even run that fast very often. Can we get Yedlin back and put him up front? We should do. Yeah, <laughs> he's fast. Let's put Lennon up front. Well, this Fox is you know, you know those you know Fox Knight. <laughs> was it Trekiestas? Oh fuck me, Trekiestas uh, and false nines. Fucking get a life! <laughs> All right, they're fucking attacking midfielders and forwards. That's what they are. I mean, I'm not. I, I only say inside forward because that was a kind of traditional uh, position once when Spurs won the league. But ah, oh, got all that false knight. Oh, he's a good false knight. Fuck off! He's a forward. <laughs> we just need to dominate them in midfield so Dembele can't play. <laughs> Kapu alongside um, fuck Bentaleb. It has to be Bentaleb. Oh no, Stambouli. Stambouli. So it's got to be Stambouli. Fazio at the back. Right, how many centre backs can we play? <laughs> we've got four centre backs. We've got six at the club, haven't we? We've got Dyer, Fazio, Fatongan, Kirikesh, Kabul. Well, if we and fo- Kapu. And Kapu could play centre back. Yeah, so we have five, six centre backs. Yeah. And then just have some flying wingers. Exactly. And a, and a, a false nine. A 6 4 formation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, look, the, the one thing is, you know, you know the kind of cliche to say if we play like we did against West Brom, against Arsenal, they'll destroy us. And it happens every single season. We say the same thing and then obviously we get destroyed. But it, doesn't, it isn't always like that. I've seen so many North London derbies where the game is played at such high tempo that actually form goes out the window. I know that's a massive cliche in itself. Form goes out the window. And it's all about what happens on the on the day. Well, back in um, I think it was back in 2010. I think when Rose when he beat them two one, 
We lost to Portsmouth. Yep. And I believe we lost to Sunderland shortly before that as well. We lost away 3 or 4-1. Mm. And we came to the Arsenal game thinking, fuck, they're going to absolutely destroy us. And we won 2-1. So maybe, maybe the same thing could happen. Let's put it out of 2010. We just need to start well. Because um, the last the last time we played them at home, we were one down within a minute. Yeah. And then if if we give them something to hold on to and hit us on the counter, we could be in trouble. But if we start well, grab an early goal, I, I think I think we'll beat them. But I haven't seen Spurs start well for a long time. Start well against Sunderland. If we no, don't true. beat them on the pitch, yeah, we, just, we just ended badly. <laughs> if we don't beat them on the pitch, we'll beat them off the pitch. Chase them out. Yeah. You know. Uh, I had a central heating engineer come round my flat. Have I told you? Sorry. You're telling yeah. me you've ever told you. It hasn't been on the pod. I hope not. All right, okay. So the basically this guy come round the house, really nice guy. After about 10 minutes of talking to him about football, it became clear he was a gooner. I was considering him, you know, asking him to leave, but, you know, it's a bit, a bit rude. So um, he said that he will never, ever go back to White Hart Lane ever again because of the experience of walking down Park Lane and into the ground he said it was the most harrowing thing he's ever had to, to, to go through. And I was sitting there going, yeah. <laughs> like really like fist pumping in my, in my jeans. <laughs> he must have thought I had an erection because my fists were so tight. <laughs> it, was, it was like... It, that's, I, what, I, that's what it should be. And there's nothing, there's nothing big or clever about scaring another human being. You know, that's not something you should ever be proud of, but I do quite like it. I do, I, it's nice that they feel so intimidated going into that ground. And that's what football's about. The rivalry and the traditionalism of rival support means that it should be an, White Island should be an intimidating place to come. It should be for every team that comes there. Yeah, most of the time it's not. I mean, No, not really, no. The only time I've seen it like that was West, West Ham at home last year yeah. in the Cup, which was, I mean, great fun. And Leeds as well, which we've talked about on the pod many times. But Le- Leeds coming down to White Lane was a, a magnificent experience. It's just passion. It just you can feel it. There's a buzz in the air. It's yeah. literally you, you, you can taste the the, the 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 occasion in your mouth. I don't know why that made me laugh. I was so childish. You're thinking about porn or something, aren't you? Well, naturally, I'm not thinking of porn, but um, what you I'm just thinking. Hope solo. <laughs> Do you think it tastes like beef? <laughs> yeah, I think it's medium, right? Mint sauce. <laughs> Probably put a bit of peppercorn on it, but um, yeah, um, I'm saying, you know, we can, you know, someone like Lamella could be a hero on um, on Saturday. There's people like Lamella who have, have never quite had that game that he can have, and, you know, I mean, if Paulino scores, then it won't count. It'll still be nil-nil for me, but if Lamella scores, I'd be, I'd be so happy for him. People got this, well, Sky go on all the time about season-defining moments, but this really could be season-defining. This could, this could set up Pochettino. If we beat them in, at the Emirates, all of a sudden, all this negativity, all this kind of, the questions we're starting to ha- have over him will completely change. And, and we'll, we'll, Do you have questions over Pochettino? I, I, a little bit, yes. How can you not after that? Because he's only been charged five games. But you've got to question the selections. Why Vertonghen's on the bench, Fazio, Stambouli, like players that maybe he had a little bit of an input on buying, why, why aren't they starting? Mm. Kane, for example. Kane has been one of the most kind of... Well, he hasn't been really impressive, but he's been decent. Why is he not even in the matchday squad? He yeah. was yesterday. He wasn't on the no. bench. Because Swan, I saw his face. Maybe he, he wasn't wearing a tracksuit. He's just milling around. Yeah, he wasn't on the, he was in the sub. James. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got nothing to say? Uh, well, no. <laughs> I, w- I watched the Arsenal game on Saturday and they were good but not that great. 
Yeah, it was more like a six-minute kind of spell. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, obviously, the second half was a bit of a non-event. I think Villa have had a lot of players who were ill with some kind of stomach bug. Yeah. So, basically, I think they were quite happy to take 3-0 at half-time, and Arsenal obviously were as well. So, I don't know if I'd read quite as much into that as some people might suggest, but at the same time, it's, it's certainly better to win 3-0 than to lose 1-0 at home. But I was saying to T before we came in that it's just unbelievable the, the way they, the way they their, their mental ability just to be in the real shit, have all their football kind of philosophy destroyed by Dortmund, the team they aspire to be. And then they come back here, they beat Aston Villa, and all of a sudden they're on an, like an upward trajectory and we're depressed. And their two worst players that day yep. were the ones who actually got the gold as well. Ozil's you know. been dog shit. Well, yeah, but he played in his in his ideal in his um, preferred role on Saturday, and he looked good by all intents and purposes. False nine. Tracuatista. Tracuatista. Can someone explain to me what a tracuatista is? I just like saying it. It's good. like um like a lazy number ten, number ten that doesn't have to Totti. do anything. Exactly. Tot- but who did Totti was amazing. So or, or Andy Reid. So it's another another word for a number ten. Yeah, like a lazy a number ten that doesn't have any kind of defensive responsibility. So, so there's no reason why anybody English should refer refer to a number ten as a tracuatista. I don't think there's ever been. Maybe Sheringham was a tracuatista. Maybe Beardsley. I don't. Think Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's ever been like a, a fantasista like that. There's a number so uh, so it's, there's no reason why any, or I should ever see the word tracuatista on my uh, Twitter timeline. It's the Championship Manager, Football Manager generation, FIFA, all that kind of stuff. Right, so there's no reason why I should see this on my timeline. You need to edit your timeline. Already. Exactly, you don't do enough of it. Well, I need to delete twi- uh, the Windy from it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm not sure if he has ever used that word. But no, I bet he has. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has. At some point, he wanks off to that word, I reckon. <laughs> oh, Fool's Nine. Probably wanking now. He's listening to us. <laughs> Is Windy's the only person in, on the live stream? In his car. Now I'd be able to bend to that. <laughs> Just caressing these smooth balls. Eating Toblerone while he does it as well. <laughs> um, yeah, OK, so um, none of us know, essentially. The preview's always... Right, is, is he having a wank or...? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Arsenal. Oh, sorry, OK. The scum. Um, and then we've got Forrest on Wednesday. Uh, it's not much to say, and the game would be over if someone, you know, someone's listening to it towards the end of the next week. Yeah. This week, right? They, are, they are in good form and I'm beating. Yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about them. I'm a little bit worried. They've got... Um, Name of the striker, Asum Bolanga. Asum Bolanga. Greatest name of all time. Their record signing, top goal scorer in the championship. Yeah. How many goals you got? Eight. Eight. <laughs> oh, see, I knew it as well. <laughs> Ain't that the Leicester player got... How many has he got? Like the Uchoa? Yeah. Not eight. Yeah, but they're in the Premier League. Yeah, well, it's harder, isn't it? You know what? Yesterday you said Vardy, and I didn't know he was on about. But yeah. now I know who you're on about. Oh, well, I just sort of read it on the name of his back. I didn't know who he was. Apparently he should play for England. There was a, that was I saw that on Twitter. Someone mentioned that. Yeah, all right. Anyway, fuck them. Fuck them all. Uh, what's your rep, uh, uh, predictions for the game? Which one? Arsenal. One-one, and I would love it if we. I take a draw all day long. One-one. Four-nil Spurs. God, if that happened. Uh, you know, I'm going to say we're going to win two-one against all odds. Three-two Spurs. Fuck me. Yes. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Come on, lads. Last minute. Because the thing about Lamella at the moment, have you noticed him? He goes past one player like like he's not even there. And then the second player, either he gets fouled or he gives the ball away. Yeah. But I reckon Saturday's the day it changes. He's going to go past that second player, not get fouled, not lose the ball, and just welly it into the top corner. I just thought I'd say I'm actually going to the game. 
I'm actually one of those wankers paying 64 quid. I just, every year I say I'm not going to spend the money. You're part of the problem. I know, yes. I know. <laughs> but every year I say I'm not going to pay, and all of a sudden it's just like, TD, what a ticket? Like, oh, for fuck's sake, go on then. Go on. Uh, I'm done. Just make us cream. <laughs> well, Come on, Spurs, make us cream. I won't be unless you spot if you want. I'll still be sat in my seat just like crying. <laughs> if we win, there is going to be no podcast next week. <laughs> I think most of us will be dead. I'll be dead. I'll be, I'll, uh, liver will give out. Uh, okay, so, uh, and predictions for Forest. Let's do that. We're going to win 4 0. 8 0, Spurs. <laughs> Three one after extra time. <laughs> oh god! You imagine that, like, do you, remember, do you remember? Look, and you think that that would be a terrible cold. thing, but I remember watching Spurs play Southend at Spurs, and oh, Defoe yeah. scored in the last minute of extra time to win one nil. And we also saw, you know, like in front of the uh, Park Lane, uh, there's a section for people who are physically disabled. Yeah. And the carer kept making chips off the disabled person. <laughs> and me and Ricky were looking again. Every time he says, Oi! Hey! Stop making chips! It was terrible. It's like the geezer was just like, he's like, give him his chips for fuck's sake. That was horrible. That was the South Wing, that was the highlight of the South Wing game. It was that bad. <laughs> oh god. Slightly with Andy. Um alright, so we've got wait, some. Wait, I reckon we're gonna win one nil after extra time. Okay. Yeah, I said eight nil Spurs. So uh Dean Woolman or Dino, we love Dean. Comes to we love fight, him. fighting cock uh, piss ups all the time. Yeah. He asks, When I was fourteen I got stranded at the Angel Edmonton because I'd blown all my bus money on a mucky book. Why White House Playbirds, if you were wondering. Can I do my joke about Hillary Clinton there? <laughs> yeah. That, that is basically the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Just mentioning her name. Uh, if we lived in an internet-free world, what would you give up for a jazz mag? It's an important question because it's... most. I'd imagine most people listening to this podcast are quite young because podcasts, by their nature, are, are kind of new to technology. So they don't know a world where porn isn't be freely available on their phones yeah. or on the on the internet. But there was a time, very dark time, where it just wasn't at, freely available. At the touch of your your, your fingertip. So um, if I was fourteen, I mean I remember what lengths I went to to, to, to get porn. So there'd be loads of things I'd give up. The one, one thing I wouldn't give up which would be cheese. <laughs> I love cheese. Um, but yeah no I there's I don't know, what do you think? I, I nearly lost, um, there was a group of us who got the bus to school and as we were walking through the alleyway we came across this big, giant black bin bag full of porn. Oh, and God, it, it was the dream. It was the mother load. Obviously yes. some guy had, um, had got a new girlfriend or something, just decided to get rid of everything. So we found this big bin bag of porn and we hid it and we made a pact with each other that we wouldn't go back for it until after school. But then during lunch, me and a couple of other guys snuck out. A couple of others snuck out, and we kind of like bumped into each other on the way. To stand <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a perverted version of Stand by Me. Yeah, yes, exactly. I was trying to think of the movie. I thought Shallow Grave, but yeah, Stand it's exactly it's Stand by Me. Shallow Grave. Shallow. They get the money nice. in Shallow Grave, and they end up killing each other for it, don't they? Yeah, that's pretty dark. Is yeah. that what happened? Well, it was like a, it was a Mexican standoff because they were at one end of the road, we were at the other, and we were just as we met in the middle, like. What are you doing here? We're like, nothing. We're just smoking. What did uh, you yeah. say? I, I come for the porn. Yeah, we all, well, yeah, but then we ended up fighting about who took the most porn. I remember I got one of Jenny... I've got a Playboy of Jenny McCarthy. You've McCarthy, got more porn than me! Jenny McCarthy in, like, a Santa outfit. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I, I had a massive thing for Joe Guest when I was uh, young. She's going, isn't she? 
Uh, not, you know, I'm not still, you can't when you're 14, when you don't, you know. Really I, I still did at that time. I did. That would be that would have been a turn off. Um, I the only the, the only kind of comparison I have to that story is nicking it from underneath my brother's bed. Uh, where I went because my brother is my half brother, so I'd, I'd go and stay with that side of the family uh, every summer, and I'd always look forward to it. Not because I get to see my family. <laughs> Or my brothers as I was growing up <laughs> because I knew that there would always be porn underneath my brother's bed and I remember taking a couple of mags every now and then getting the train back <laughs> irresponsible parents at 14 you always happen to get a train back into London or whatever and uh, looking through the, cre- the crease of my bag just having a little look at the uh, Joe Guest hits glorious it was amazing see those things you can't yeah. save anymore young people now they don't know what it was like well, you ne- just seeing the glimpse for a crack of a bag was enough yeah. to, for ejaculation what you never used to think of in, in those days when you found grot in bushes yeah. it's the hygiene element yeah so basically you're, you're picking up a magazine that some DNA probably some dirty old man yeah has yeah. had a right old you know yeah but the excitement of finding it just kind outweighed of outweighed that it, it completely outweighed it it was just a special spiritual moment and it was all dry anyway so it, was, it wasn't like you were getting your hands and, 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 and you know when you're looking for it and you did find their mags and there were some pages that stuck together <laughs> and you thought that those were the special pages those <laughs> I never understood why a man would come on his own pages yeah I'll never use them again exactly. at least laminate it or something <laughs> you're it's right disposable it, well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. For an adult, it was disposable because they could always get more. Exactly. But they didn't think about the kids. True. They didn't think about the kids. They didn't think Selfish. about me. It's when... probably just as well they weren't thinking about the kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, to be fair, I mean, I'd have given up a Spurs ticket yesterday for a jazz mag. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have had a lot more fun. That, the only thing you would get in return for that, that game yesterday would be, like, 50s and over. <laughs> or Harry Mary's. <laughs> something like one of them ones that'd be a that strugg- you may do with that'd be a struggle wank but I'd still go with it yeah that's what over I'm saying over that game yeah yeah I mean, it's one of them ones that you'd have even to struggle over, through even over 70s I'd still yeah. over that game the ones that, the ones that give you the horrors yeah, afterwards a- amputees man fuck that shit <laughs> but the thing about porno mags it, it was the excitement of having it but it was the excitement of hiding it mm. having no one find it you'd, you'd create the most elab- uh, like elaborate places to hide it thinking nah no one's going to find it but then your dad would do like a random drug search in your room, bang, find it straight away. But going back to Hope Solo. Oh no, can I go, can I can I can I just cut in before Hope Solo, right? <laughs> Is that I had that exact same problem, right? My every now and then my stepmum would clean my room. Yeah. And no one ever asked me. Receiver traffic. Uh, what? No, I have seen him. Oh, I'm not going to ruin a joke. Right, so I, every now and then she would clean the room, and I was like, you never asked for it, but it was quite nice going back to a clean room. One time she decided to clean out my wardrobes. But not clean them out and hang everything up. I got into, <laughs> I come into my bedroom and there was a pile of my clothes all pulled out of the water, like also a mountain of my clothes and placed delicately on top with two porno mags, one of them that I'd nicked from my brother's house, men only, Joe Guest, <laughs> on top of this pile. And I was like, you imagine uh, being 16, <laughs> 17 years old, completely mortified. It's like you're the only person on earth that wanks and that you've been found out. And not only that, everyone's going to know. The whole family know. And I had to go downstairs. So I've gone upstairs to find this discovery and I had to go downstairs and face everyone. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't kind about it. But <laughs> <laughs> she told everyone. They didn't... Yeah, she told everyone. She probably took them up to show. But the worst bit was walking down and they were... Because I'd come back from... So I think I'd come back and see my granddad in Birmingham. And I'd come back and they'd all, they were sitting at the dinner table and I walked in and I was like, all right. <laughs> 
and they just burst into laughter. <laughs> no, 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 no tax and no kindness. It was evil. That is brutal. But uh, yeah, it's stuck with me. But I just think in this day and age, we're just so desensitised to to well naked people generally. I mean, yeah, but you just don't bat an eyelid. I mean, you know, we talked about the fapping at the start of the show, and it's like okay. But how, how carefully you and your internet history and your phone and stuff like that? You still got private browsing, man. In- incognito. Well, I just put well, what I've done. You know, you've got like loads of films and TV shows in your on my. I'm telling people my secrets, I don't give a fuck anyway. <laughs> and if it's an obscure show, I don't know, episode 8 of True Detective, hidden that. It's another, <laughs> it's another folder with all my grot. I know. No, like, interracial. I know, dude. Latina. And, <laughs> interracial. Yeah. It's all there. The problem is when you forget where they are. I can't forget. <laughs> yeah, and you have to watch, uh, watch through episodes of True Detective. <laughs> like an elephant, form. I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I lost my shortcut, I still remember. Okay, has anyone else got anything else to say? Wank. <laughs> James? No, no yeah, fair enough. Spent. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, super, uh, that was from, yeah, Dean Warman. Uh, if, super Pav from Twitter, SuperPav117. If Tottenham was a woman, would you still be with her after all she's done to you? No. No, it'd be like being cheated on in a gangbang <laughs> and then made to sit there and watch, like, um, Clockwork Orange. Well, um, <laughs> with some bloke who's just fucked your missus, is dropping, <laughs> putting little eye drops in your eyes so you can see everything. You, you can just imagine your mum saying, "This girl is no good for you. Just, just leave her." No, she's all right. I could change her. I could change her. I, know, I could change her. <laughs> it is like a battered wife saying that she can change her husband. Yeah. It's, it, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's like the same one argument. So if we had Van der Vaart, then we wouldn't have lost her today. You know, it's like saying, well, you know, if I didn't make a if I didn't make a manga, he wouldn't have hit me. Exactly. That's what it is. That's, it's domestic abuse. It is domestic abuse. That's what yesterday was. Uh, it goes back to that, that that the idea that how we football fans are treated as customers of a business, but we're the only clientele that won't walk away from yeah. the company, no matter how bad you get. Some treated. some do, but the majority won't. But they'll invest in some way. They'll subscribe to Sky or whatever. If Spurs was my, was my girlfriend, I, I wouldn't walk away from her because she, if you think about it deep down, what has Spurs actually done? They haven't moved away from you. They haven't gone anywhere else. They haven't cheated on you. They've just disappointed you. And who here hasn't been disappointed by Wait. by their girlfriend? Wait, Stratford. That was that. That's the equivalent of snogging another girl in a nightclub. That was a fling. Oh, fling she's been about that job in Milton Keynes as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was just. That was just. She she got a little bit depressed. She was at the time of the month and she saw some good looking guy. Yeah, and he, she didn't actually do anything. She just eyed him up. Yeah, the bloke fingered her, man. Far <laughs> concerned. She didn't Tops kiss and him. Tells. She didn't kiss him, so it doesn't count. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I mean, all just said, based on what Barty said, I probably would still. Stand by be with room. her because of the good times that you've had and the Spurs can make me feel on top of the world and make me feel at the fuck bottom as well That's so true. based on that I would probably still be there I would be moaning to all my mates about every single night to say T just leave her I'd be like no yeah. I love her love is blind it's meant to be it's, it's meant to be thing. exactly it is it's, it's the, you, we're soulmates oh so you've changed now so you, you've, <laughs> originally you were going to dump her but now you're going to stick with her well you can never leave Spurs but you can imagine what kind of a shell of a, a man I would be <laughs> having gone through it. It's, it's like, you know, because people take the piss. Oh, how can you let her cheat on you? How can you stay with her? But she didn't cheat on you. She just disappointed you. No, she but forced her fist up my ass. But 
But you know what? You know you get your best. You got your mates. You know what? You know the Chelsea fans are. You know my girl tongues my arse, so she sucks me off every day without me asking her. She buys me a car. You know we support her to be like you know. Yeah, she hit me again last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. But you love her. Surely it's more like she's shitting herself in public rather than yeah. Yeah. That's the comparison I'd make. Yeah, it's kind of more. embarrassing and you're kind of ashamed of it. Even if you do still love her, it's kind of a bit. That's so much better. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's what it's like. It's like your missus shitting herself in public. Yeah. That's, that's, I'll take that. That's a good name for the pod as well. <laughs> but she shat herself again. <laughs> but she shit herself again. Uh, yeah, I'd. Yeah, it's just. It's one of those things. You think about the, the, the glorious highs we've had. And those those highs as a Spurs fan are just things that I can't describe. I can't put well, into words how good it's been to, to support Spurs at times. Well, and, and it's that stuff you hold on to. And you know you're going to get it again. Yeah. In one way, in some form or another, you're going to get that glorious, glorious ecstasy. But then, when we've beaten Arsenal, for example, and we record a podcast, I mean, when we have beaten Arsenal, it's been that two, three-day gap. And you'd be like, oh my God, I can't wait to record a podcast. I can't, can't wait to share my thoughts because, you know, just going to share it with the world how you feel about... Spurs are in a big game and you just can't if I could bottle that I'd just be the happiest man alive exactly that's is it there's no what there's no real man out there who's not in a relationship that doesn't have peaks and troughs even if you're, even if your wife is the most beautiful woman in the world she's still, she's still going to have her problems but the most important thing is you love your wife you love your wife your girlfriend you love Spurs and you got to put up with the good because there's always uh, put up with the bad because there's always going to be good there. Then again, I guess Spurs maybe not shitting us up. It's like, like the eye cloud exposure. <laughs> you know, oh, she's got some more nudes on the internet. How many times are we going to come back around to? I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's, 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 stuck, it's stuck in my head. You know, it's like Kim Kardashian. You know, oh God, come on. She was in the fat plane too as well, but we've all seen that before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's nothing. Boring. boring. Yeah. We know you've got a cunt. Stop showing it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone just said that to her and I was there when I saw it. Look, Kim, all right? We know you've got a cunt. Stop showing it. Do you see that picture of... Uh, there was Kim Kardashian and uh, Kanye West on a, yeah, on a balcony. balcony yeah. And he's looking at her and going, is there anything you need to tell me before I sign his tour? <laughs> Glorious. All right, um, so Spursy asks, what is the root cause of Spurs' problems at the moment and what is, it, what, what, what is going to change it? Firstly, if you compare our problems to the problems of other clubs throughout the world, they pile into insignificance. Although, there are some issues at Spurs. I don't know what the problem is. We are the sixth best team in the country. Actually, I do not remember. Out of 92. Out of 92. No, 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 now we're ninth, but (laughs) based on last season, (laughs) there's only five teams better than us in the country. It's to do with how much money we can spend on wages. That's the problem. So if you want a more successful club... You need more money that you can spend on wages. Forget transfer fees. Forget what Lamella's been paid. Uh, we paid for Lamella or Soldado. Look at how much a club is spending on transfer fees, and there you you'll see the success that they all have. But people are spending less and finishing above us on yeah, transfer on wages. wages, not on wages. Well, do, oh, do Everton, do Everton pay Larson. more? Maybe Everton. Yeah, no, there are anomalies, but by and large, if you take an average, you'll find that people at the, the, the what you spend is where you finish in the league. Spurs finish fifth or sixth, and that's what we pay. Arsenal finish... Actually, Arsenal's the only one. They sh- they're, they're shit because they never re- reach their potential. They're, they're spending, they spend the most on wages. They're spending more than Chelsea, don't they? On wages now. It, and that's why they're underperforming. Not why, but that's why it's so funny that they're under, underperforming. But you, by and large, look at that and then you think that that's where people finish. So that's what's going wrong. It's not going wrong. We're, we're living within our means. I think what's going wrong is people's expectations of, 
of Tottenham. I think finishing in the Champions League is probably one of the worst things that could have happened to us because we're saying, well, this is what we can do, why don't we do it all the time? And results like yesterday just make us think back to the Saha Nelson window. I mean, that's what it's called now. And mm. that was a window where we allegedly had bids turned down for Aguero and Rossi and we didn't get either man. What's happened to Rossi? Sold path. He's um, done his well, knee. So, he's, so it's a good job we didn't well, sign no, he 32 hadn't, million. He hadn't done his knee. But he would have done. We would link. But, but well, we never know. Yeah, well, he did, didn't he? So he wouldn't know. Apologise. No. Apologise for a fight. If he'd signed for Spurs, he might never have done his That's knee. That's a bit of tower to say sorry. Yeah, apologise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not apologising. <laughs> But I'm not. You've got to start. You know, it's okay for a man to apologise every now and then. <laughs> if, if the root cause and this was changed, it wouldn't be Tottenham. You know, losing losing games like yesterday. I mean, I'm not saying we have to lose games like this every season, but it kind of reminds you where we are and who we who we support. So you made a great point yesterday. Yeah. You said that the more things change, the more things stay the same. Yes. It doesn't matter what happens. There's every club has these instances where you lose games at home. Stoke beat Liverpool, didn't they? Beat City. No. Sorry, yeah. Stoke beat Civ- uh, City. Villa beat Liverpool. Yeah. Leicester beat Man U. Leicester beat Man U. That was glorious. These things are not exclusive to Tottenham. I know it feels more painful when it's happening to us, but imagine being a Man United fan <laughs> yesterday. Infinitely more painful than what we went through. 340 grand a week. <laughs> Who? Falcao. Yeah, awesome. well, there you go. And then, Bob... Awesome shot, though. You see the shot? Oh, the you are, is that you defending the Colombian player by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> there <he is>. Sorry. <laughs> it's almost racist how, how pro-Colombian you are. I can't help it. I've, I've been affected by my girlfriend. Didn't it during the World Cup when you when they were losing? You, you got sent outside because you came so angry. I walked outside because I was really pissed off. You wasn't the, walked, walked outside. You told us she sent you outside. She, yeah, OK. She sent me outside. I was trying to, yeah, I'm not a kept man. She doesn't beat me or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I had to go outside because I was getting abusive towards the Brazilians. Fair enough. Oh, so they took out Neymar. Did you go in and apologise to her? No, I didn't. No. But she understood it's football. That's true. Um, yeah, so... I can't remember what we are talking about. We don't know what the root problems <laughs> the root are. Cause. We don't know what the root problems are because we, we have a manager who is apparently a bit more solid and we're still having the same problems. That said... Pochettino lost the most points from winning positions last season, so... Have we lost any points from winning positions this season? Um, Sunderland, mm. we were winning. That's true, yes. so we lost two points. Yeah, But the thing is, is, it's all about expectations and levels, so if you expect Spurs to finish in the top four... You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. James, what do you reckon? Is there any, any reason why, like footballing reasons, why Spurs just... I don't... I don't think there's any one thing in that game on, on Sunday. We were basically just terrible from, from back to front. But yeah. the reality is that we're five, game, five league games into the reign of a new manager. He's mm. trying to do things quite differently to the previous few managers. And yeah, we beat West Ham 1-0 with 10 men. And we smashed QPR. But maybe those are red herrings slightly and we've still got a way to go. But, I saw enough in the Sunderland game to think that there is a, a, there's a decent... Philosophy at Tottenham that's yeah. going to keep us sick. Do you do you blame Enoch at all? Because I've been seeing Enoch coming up a lot on my timeline. It's just I late. think they're an easy target. I think <sighs> if we had another striker, we'd probably still have lost yesterday. But the well, thing is, what striker? How, mythical, and how many strikers? The mythical striker. Get... Yeah, we I'll... play. I mean, we play one up top. We're going to have four strikers in our team. 
five or one place essentially. Can you buy a, a striker for less than twenty five million? It's not like we've got infinite amounts of money to spend. Less than twenty five million that's gonna be better than Nadi Bayo. No, is the answer. Well they're gonna say another Valencia and who? whatnot. Well people who are anti leave and want us to Are they gonna say we should assign who? The West Ham striker. West Ham bloke. What, twenty five million? And he, play, he cost play, fifteen. So and play him in front of Eddie Boyle. Is this the guy who scored the two goals? He scored the wonder goal against Hull. And did, yeah. he, score, did he score against Hull? I'm just no. using him as an so example. So we should sign a West Ham striker. That would be the answer to that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Look, this he is wasn't one... a West Ham striker at the, at the time. Well, he, he is now. And that shows his ability. <laughs> if, if he was good enough, he would be playing for Spurs. This is fucking people do my head in. <laughs> We've got to sign Edison Valencia. Is it, what's his name? Anna. Anna. Fuck him. <laughs> Don't need him. So, so the, play, the people over 25 million we could have signed would have been, what, Benteke and Boney? But Benteke, been right. Benteke hasn't walked in like four months. <laughs> yeah, but so, so has Rossi. You always talk about Rossi. Oh, no, Rossi's completely busted up. He's <laughs> had four knee operations. If he'd signed for Spurs, it wouldn't have happened. Destro, Destro fell apart. Oh, Destro scores. He scored on the weekend, but don't get me started. Destro's not that good. Immobile, that's who we should have signed. But he wanted to go to Dortmund. <laughs> yeah, the, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that beautiful support and that big yellow wall. Mm-hmm. I, know, I don't actually think, I know we are, I asked you on WhatsApp, but what, how, how good a player is he? He looks very boxy and, and, and you know, average. I what like him, Yeah. He got a bit lucky with that goal against Arsenal, I thought. He knocked the ball onto his, yeah, like, his right foot onto his left He's chin. not incredible, but he's decent. He's, he's probably he's, better than Soldado. At the moment, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, wow, controversial. <laughs> but is no. he Lewandowski good? No, 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 no. Um, Cavani is one of those players who I just don't get. Who Cavani? I just don't get. No, it. I don't like Cavani. Let's move on. That's the end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I agree with you. Oh, other than that, he's Uruguayan. He scored yesterday, but I don't rate him that much. Oh, I don't give fuck him as well. Fuck it, him and Valencia can fuck off. And if you want to be down with them, then fuck you too. Exactly. All right, that's it. We're not doing the last question. Uh, Trunk, thanks for sending it in. It's about cheese and Felix, Felix McGaff, but um, we're not going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> it was on there, but we're not doing it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for downloading the podcast this week. Um, you can download the app free on both iOS 8. I always say ISO. <laughs> And, and, uh, and, Android. and Android free apps uh, by the fanzine there's still some left and 1882 we've got a big 1882 coming up on <laughs> the forest and please please vote for us for the best podcast I'm not sure that this has been the best podcast we've ever done fuck what uh, James you came oh, in and you fucked shit up <laughs> no no uh, yeah yeah vote for us so go on our Twitter uh, click the link that's on there on our timeline and you can do it right now. You're on your phone or yeah. you're at your computer. You can do it right now. Make us cream. Make us cream. Make us cream. That's it for the Fighting Cup podcast. Big up all you yids out there. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.